Welcome to Our Frequencies, a podcast that explores fitness, health, and wellness with a modern approach to mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. All of this comes from a place of love and passion. My name is Ophi, and I will be your friendly neighborhood podcast host. So if you're all for it, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, 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 and good morning. It is a lovely Sunday morning here in Melbourne, and the weather is finally getting cold, so it's crisp. I'm wearing a sweater, I'm wearing trackies, I've got socks on. Well, it's the little things in life that really make me happy, you know? Now for today's topic, I really want to talk about the power of pausing. And before I get into it, I just want to remind everyone that I'm not claiming to be perfect. I have certainly not reached the optimal level of Zen that I'd love to be at. So in me sharing these experiences and and thoughts, I'm not telling you what to do and I'm not telling you what's right or wrong. Um, I'd feel free to take it as you do and take it with a grain of salt if if required. But I'm just here sharing my journey because I'm learning every day as well. So please don't put me on a pedestal and think that I've got this all figured out. I really, really don't. So with that being said, let's move on to what I'm going to discuss today. Um, I am not going by any notes. I don't have any dot points. So this is all coming from my mind, my heart. So it's very spontaneous. But basically, I was thinking about a recent experience that happened on the train while I was on my way to work. I was sitting on the train. I was reading a book on my phone. And this gentleman, and I I use the word gentleman for lack of a better term, or that of uh, the least insulting term, (laughs) this gentleman, he's quite ragged and disheveled, and he comes up to me, and he gets quite close, and he says, turn that bloody thing off, you Asian. And he gestured toward my phone and I was in the middle of writing a caption on Instagram. And I looked at him in honest awe. My mouth was agape and I was really taken aback because firstly, I was thinking, I was trying to think of it from his point of view. Like, what do you possibly have to gain from this encounter? Like, does it make you feel good saying this stuff to random people on the train? So let's take a step back and look at this from like a third person perspective. I feel like the Ophi from maybe three years ago would immediately just resort to tears. I think this kind of situation is just so confronting and it conflicts with so many different values that the the me from the past would just not know how to respond. And I would just break down and be like, what did I do to deserve this? Why are you so mean to me? But like... Now, this experience that happened recently is kind of what prompted me to realize that I finally learned how to pause. Now, what happens is something like this triggers a response. It's like it's almost seducing you and and trying to make you react rather than respond. You know how they say responding versus reacting. And this is a really great example of that because I took a moment to pause 
and I thought about what perspective this gentleman might have from telling me this. So I paused and and as I gave that pause, I didn't say anything in response. I kind of just looked at him and waited for him to either withdraw or continue whatever it was that he wanted to do. So he he did. He continued to swear at me and he continued to order me to get off my phone. Uh, he continued to throw racial slurs at me. Now, I don't have to get into what he said exactly, but already I was like, well, is this encounter really worth the energy and time like do I have enough emotional energy to sacrifice in order to respond to this guy who will literally add no value to my life even if we were able to come to some kind of agreement because it was obvious that that was not going to happen so I looked at him I literally just looked at him And then you know what I did next? I smiled at him. I smiled because maybe this guy just needed some kind of kindness in his life and he wasn't getting it and he was frustrated. But whatever it was, I had no reason to respond. And I got up and I walked into the next carriage. That was the most proud of myself that I have ever been. And this is because this is a long journey coming. I've always been such a reactive person whether that's about anger or stress or anxiety like I always reacted in a in almost explosive way to re to situations like this so this particular example was just evidence to myself that I've made a really huge improvement internally and and that makes me really happy. So I thought I might talk about it because this is applicable to a lot of different situations, whether you're trying to manage um, overwhelm, whether you're trying to manage stress, anxiety, maybe receiving feedback. Sometimes I know that it's very difficult to receive feedback without being in denial. And this also applies to things like impulse purchases or impulse eating, binge eating, and things to do in the gym. So let's go into it and let's um, let's talk about this a little bit. What causes us to respond rationally and what causes us to react irrationally? I like to think about this situation as if you're pouring liquid into a glass. can be whatever liquid you want, you alcoholics. No, I'm just kidding. But Every situation that you encounter throughout your day that kind of prods you and pokes you and kind of teases you in a way that is like, go on, react, explode, is kind of what's increasing how rapid this liquid is being poured into your cup. So you might find that first thing in the morning when you're refreshed and awake that it's much easier to think about things rationally as opposed to at the end of the day when you've had a bunch of shit pile up in your plate and you just can't deal with it anymore. It's essentially when your cup has been poured to the very brim and you are basically a ticking time bomb. And we all know what happens next. We've all been through this situation before. So what do you do then? Now there are two ways you can argue how this can be perceived and the first one is you can argue that you as a person are in control of how fast and how rapid this liquid is being poured into your cup so you decide what affects you but there's a problem with that 
because at the end of the day, it's inevitable that your cup will be filled. So the alternative way to look at this and what my preferred way to look at it is there is no cup. It's a black abyss. It's a black hole. And yeah, people can pour liquid into the hole, but it's never ending. And there's no you know, perception of matter or volume because it just, it disappears, it floats away or whatever, you know, scientifically happens when you put something in a black hole. I don't really know. So in reality, while this is happening, while all these things are kind of triggering you, imagine you're just watching them kind of pour liquid into nothingness. And the whole practice of imagining that is what allows you to pause. And you're just like, okay, so what's happening in this situation? This person is putting emotional energy out and whatever their intention is, it's not affecting me because I have no chamber or containment for that emotional energy. So I'll just acknowledge it and watch it pass. And the one thing that someone once told me when I was going through a stressful situation, which has really stuck by me, is the first question to ask when you pause is, and I know this sounds really dark, but is anyone going to die as a consequence of your action or as a consequence of you not taking that action? Sometimes it really puts it into perspective because we stress over such small things that have very little impact on the bigger picture. Let's have a look at it from a different perspective now. So let's say you're very impulsive. You act on impulse in terms of buying things, or maybe you impulsively eat when you're not even hungry. How do we implement the practice of pausing? There are three ways to break this down. So when you pause, the first thing you think about is situational. Am I currently hungry? Slash, do I actually need this thing if we're referring to a purchase? Secondly, contextually, will this nourish me? Will eating this nourish my body? Or will this thing add value to my life if I buy it? And then thirdly, when you dive deeper, am I unconsciously restricting myself from something that I need, which is what's coming out through this impulse desire? As human beings, it's very natural to enjoy that feeling that you get when your thoughts and opinions are validated and sometimes through these actions of impulse eating or impulse purchases we're validating the feelings that we've got we're validating them and saying this is fine this is okay and this is what i'm doing about it you know we're, we're good but we're kidding ourselves because as this goes on it develops very bad habits so imagine it's like the umbrella academy and the handler from the commission is coming in to assess the situation this is you taking a step back and looking at everything in a paused moment. When you can start to separate the reactive you versus the responsive you, it gets really easy to assess what you should do next. At the beginning of the podcast, I also mentioned that this could be applied to situations in the gym. I'm referring to those moments where you might be aiming for a new PB, right? And your body is fatigued. You've been working out for a while now and your body's tired, but this is your goal for today. You want to reach this PB. 
And the practice of pausing allows you to assess what your body's trying to tell you. Maybe you're experiencing some sharp pain in your lower back. And if that's the case, then maybe today isn't the day for that PB. If you push yourself and hurt yourself, then you're out of the gym for a much longer period of time than if it were for you to take a rest and try it again another day. Now, there's one thing that I truly despise with a strong burning passion, and that's when I'm queuing up for something and someone pushes in. Almost every single time, without fail, I go into this explosive anger internally, and I'm just like, who the hell do you think you are to push in front of me? Did you not see me? Do you not have eyes? I just hurl these insults at them in my head. And it's a really great example for a moment where I need to step back and pause. And I'm sure all of you have experienced something like this before as well. So let's break this down. The first step is to look at it situationally. Did this person really mean to push in? Maybe they didn't see me there. And then secondly, contextually, will remaining mad at this person change what's already done? And thirdly, diving deeper, if this person really did intend on pushing in, then that's a reflection of who they are as a person and certainly not a reflection of who you are. Too many times in my life have I let situations like these ruin my day. I've just allowed these things to set the mood, to set the tone, and then it lingers. I think about it over and over again, and then I allow these things to stack up and accumulate. And at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, I've been really pushed around a lot today. And it doesn't have to be like that. All I had to do was take a step back and pause. It's not to say that being angry is wrong. It's just to say, acknowledge that emotion, but don't let it govern how you live the rest of your day, how you live the rest of your life, you know? Now, this would not be a podcast about the power of pausing if I didn't touch on the feelings of sadness. A very iconic quote comes to mind immediately when I talk about this, and that's Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother when he says, when I get sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. It's a friendly reminder that we have the power within ourselves to control and shift what energy we place into what emotions. It's not to say that it's wrong to feel sad. Sadness is a very natural and human response. But a great part of what makes us really human is our ability to shift the power of energy that we place in one emotion to another or elsewhere. So let's go through the three ways again to break down the silence of a pause. The first thing to do is situational. What part of this is actually making me sad? The second, contextual. Will remaining sad serve me in any way or do I just need to release it? And thirdly, diving deeper. Is my subconscious telling me through my sadness that there is more that I need to work on? And if so, what is it? Anyways, that's pretty much all I really wanted to come and talk about. I didn't want to go into too much detail because when I do that, I ramble and I've already rambled a little bit this time. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, feel free to let me know. If you didn't, also feel free to let me know. I'm open to all feedback. 
And before I sign off, I just want to give a huge shout out to everyone that has been so supportive of my journey so far. And starting a podcast is kind of, you know, conflicting because, you know, you've got friends who support you but might not be interested in listening to your stuff. And it, it means a lot to me who have listened and given me your feedback even though it's not really your jam like I really appreciate it so thank you so much and thank you to everyone else who is supportive and loves my content and loves me because I love you so thank you so much for listening I'll see you in the next one bye Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. If you're looking for more great vibrations and high frequencies, come and find me on Instagram at Othiho. i supportive community there, so I'd love it if you could join us. Sending you lots of love, and I'll see you next time.